I wanted to share in this podcast a proposal that I co-authored with a colleague, Reverend Owen Weddle from Mississippi. Owen and I are social media friends and we've discussed a number of issues. He's one of the people on social media whose opinion I always look to and who I look to to challenge me as well uh, whenever I want to improve or, or sharpen my position on any subject. But Owen and I got together, <clears throat> online at least, and we came up with a proposal that we think can get us past this current culture war that we're embroiled in when it comes to the issue of same-sex marriage, LGBT rights, civil rights, religious freedom, artistic First Amendment freedom, and all of those issues that pop up in court cases like the one in Oregon that's uh, taking place right now where Sweet Cakes by Melissa Bakery was fined a ridiculous amount for refusing to make a cake in order to specifically celebrate a lesbian couple's wedding. This happened a few years ago. It's been in the courts, and I've been having a really good discussion online on Facebook with people of a number of views, including people in Oregon who are LGBT activists and yet whose input I appreciate on this subject, even though we disagree on some of the legality. But I wanted to read and share in an audio format the proposal that O and I have written because, like it or not, some people won't read a blog post, but they'll listen to a podcast. So our hope is that this proposal that we've written gets shared and introduced into legal, political, and uh, cultural circles in order to help bring us further in this debate, to get us past this zero-sum mindset of it's all or nothing, you agree with me, or I sue you, you agree with me, or you go out of business. Um, there's just there's too, much, there's too much rancor and too much fighting by culture warriors on the extremes, either hardcore right-wing, uh, we got to save America, and no gay marriage, no gay rights, uh, you know, that kind of mindset on the one hand, or the extreme LGBT activists on the other who will settle at nothing less than total capitulation and celebration by the entire culture of the LGBT various lifestyles and choices such as weddings and marriages. So there's a whole middle ground that comprises probably the majority of people in this country, including many people who are either Christians or who are themselves gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender, people who are um, <clears throat> generally more conservative or generally more progressive or generally more libertarian. There's a wide range of views that aren't getting heard, or at least aren't getting heard enough, in this cultural debate where things are simplified in order to give tweetable sound bites and quick bullet points so that people can then clobber the other side from within the safety of their own echo chambers. So at Disciple Dojo, we believe in rigorous sparring and open debate and hashing out issues with people who disagree with us. And so because of that, I share this podcast this next few podcasts, that is. And I hope that you'll listen, and then I hope that you'll respond, either on uh, Disciple Dojo's Facebook page, or on Twitter, or uh, on the comments section itself on SoundCloud, where this podcast is uploaded. So take a listen, share your thoughts, and let us know what you think. Civil Rights and Religious Freedom in a Pluralist Society, A Proposed Way Forward, by Owen Weddle and J.M. Smith.
Part 1. When it comes to the subject of same-sex marriage, one hardly needs to be told that we live in a country divided. When the Supreme Court heard arguments in the recent case of Oberfell versus Hodges, they were faced with addressing a dilemma that transcends simply the legal question at hand about gay marriage. On the one hand, the court case is about determining whether states can or cannot restrict the definition of marriage, and its states may or may not refuse to recognize same-sex marriages performed in other states. But the concerns are broader than that. Our country waits with bated breath to see what direction the United States will go overall. While the case directly answers the question, will same-sex relationships be treated the same as opposite-sex relationships across the nation, there's a broader question over which our society fundamentally disagrees. That question is, what defines our pluralist society and our relationships to one another? This political conflict is not just about the definition of marriage, but also about the fundamental definitions of our society. Throughout its history, American society has largely been defined by, or in relation to, our definition of family and gender. For instance, when and with whom can we have intimate relationships and marry? Who can raise children? How are people to receive us and our, quote, family? How should I view my sex and my gender? How should others view my sex and gender? However, at this moment in history, we find ourselves in the midst of a potential paradigm shift away from the traditional definitions that provided the categories and behaviors into which people generally fit. We are now rapidly moving toward a more broadly defined parameter where individual choice and personal preference are to determine the overall shape of our society. Many advocates for both the traditional and progressive sides have such deeply conflicting views that they're at an impasse. Given the rhetoric of the culture wars mentality embraced by those at both ends of the political spectrum, there seems to be no way for both sides to come out with a win-win scenario. Many traditionalists would seek to limit the role of a person's self-definition regarding identity and relationships. By contrast, many progressives seek a society that treats all sexual and gender identities as identical and interchangeable, particularly in government and the marketplace. The Oregon lawsuit of the bakery that refused to make a wedding cake for a same-sex marriage being a prime example. This fundamental disagreement results in a zero-sum or win-lose situation, where no matter the direction the courts go, one side gets all that they want with little regard for and the inevitable demonization of the other side's rationale or concerns. In the meantime, while the culture war rages, opposing views are often caricatured as fundamentally bad and dismissed as, quote, bigotry or perversion, which has no place in a, quote, good society. Whatever decision the court makes, we should fear such zero-sum, win-lose scenarios. I, Owen, I am a Christian pastor who believes the Bible paints sex and marriage as being between a male and a female. I have been the recipient of rather abusive and judgmental speech because I have chosen to affirm this traditional view. I am the family member and friend to people who identify as gay, lesbian, or bisexual, along with friends and family who are LGBTQ advocates. I myself had the feelings of same-sex attraction late in high school and early in college, although today I consider myself heterosexual and will only consider a romantic relationship with a woman, and was made fun of for being gay earlier in my school years. While I cannot pretend to fully understand all the feelings of people on both sides, I have tasted bitterness from both toxic pools. 
The people I know from both sides of my life are not bad, irrational, or evil people, but they will resent any decision which conflicts with their vision for society. This is part of the tension involved in living within a society that has increasingly embraced a multicultural, pluralistic worldview. If there is no one official religion, language, culture, etc., then you leave room for many diverging beliefs to be developed and expressed. So how will we Americans define our society and relationships? Will we affirm the traditionalist or the progressive paradigm? Our hope, prayer, and reason for writing is to suggest an option that avoids the win-lose approaches. We want to suggest, as best we can, a win-win solution. One in which people who seek to live according to a traditional or a progressive or any other cultural outlook or religious worldview may do so with minimal government compulsion and maximum government protection. We want to encourage a society that upholds the most rights for the most people, especially when it comes to such fundamental disagreements as those surrounding the nature of family, marriage, or gender issues. Genuine equality must entail a respect for all people's views and practices, not just the few for which we ourselves advocate. While we are Christians who hold to the traditional New Testament sexual ethic, we also recognize that Scripture does not spend much time policing the sexual practices of other cultures. The people who claim loyalty to the God revealed in Scripture are the main recipients of criticism regarding their sexual practices. We do not seek, nor do we desire, a secular government that imposes a traditional sexuality on society by compulsion. Furthermore, we realize that federal laws of the United States were never defined by the teachings of Scripture, contrary to many of our fellow Christians' claims that America was intended to be a, quote, Christian nation. At the same time, we do not want a government compelling us and other like-minded persons to directly participate in practices celebrations, or artistic speech acts that we deem antithetical to our faith, nor do we want anyone else to be compelled against their deeply held religious or ethical beliefs in such ways. While no solution will be perfect for every single person, we genuinely desire to live in a multicultural society, where each person can live as consistently as possible within their own chosen definitions of life, while minimizing the burdens on others who choose to live within theirs. So in the next two posts, we'll present an option that we believe reaches towards that goal. What we propose may not be perfect, and there will be something that the staunch activists on both sides will find unacceptable, if not even infuriating. But since we are not perfect ourselves, nor do we care to side with the extreme elements of our society, our goal is simply to spark cultural conversation that presents the majority of people with a workable solution, and at the same time reduces, as much as possible, the needless antagonism and hostility which surrounds current discussions of religious freedom and LGBT rights. Stay tuned for part two.